Welcome to Design Your Life with Sandy. I am your host, Sandy Yang. I am a human design expert, brain rewiring certified coach, and a high 7D energy healer. On this podcast, we talk about all things personal growth, brain rewiring, human design, energetics, mindset, and so much more. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Sandy L. Yang. I hope you feel empowered by what we talked about today. Let's dive in. Welcome, friends. Welcome back to another brain rewiring episode. In this series, we have already talked about brain rewiring for better relationships, better confidence, and manifesting more abundance. And today's topic is going to be really juicy, is a vulnerable one for me. I'm a little bit nervous about that. I'm also a little bit nervous because when it comes to talking about body image, wanting to change your body, those are very charged topics. And keep in mind that I am just sharing my own process. I'm sharing my experience, what has worked for me. I will be as transparent as I can. And it is your responsibility to discern what is helpful for you. Body image, weight gain, weight loss, changing your body in general are really heavy topics for women. My intention for this episode is to talk more openly about those topics. And I think the more open we can be about them, the more transparent we can talk about those topics, the more empowered we will feel when it comes to body image. This shouldn't be a taboo topic. I remember when I was deeply struggling with body image and some of like those annoying health symptoms, I didn't talk to anybody about it. I was deep on Dr. Google. I didn't really seek help. I just thought I would figure it out for myself and that took longer than it should. And it was a very painful process to be honest with you. Um, so if this is something you struggle with, like I knew I wasn't alone, but I felt like I agreed with some of the things they were saying, but they just didn't land for me. I felt like there was more that they weren't being completely transparent about and not that is their responsibility to share everything. Um, so if you also struggle with body image, know that you are not alone, first of all, and seek out support. And if you want to, like after listening to this episode, you want to share or talk about it more deeply in a one-on-one safe space, definitely DM me on Instagram. Okay, so brain rewiring for health and body image. I knew is a topic I wanted to touch on in this series of brain rewiring episodes. When I record those episodes, I want to talk about them when I feel like I am in a good place to talk about them. Like, yes, we is like ongoing stuff that we probably will work on from time to time. But this week actually feels like perfect timing to talk about body image. Um, if you follow me on Instagram yesterday, I shared on stories that I am right now in my deep luteal phase of my cycle. And in the past, this is when I would not be having a good time. I'll feel bloated and heavy. I'll probably be constipated, TMI, but you know, whatever. And generally, like 
if you are a health individual, you live a healthy lifestyle. This is just the phase of your cycle, like that week before your period starts. This is just a time where you need a little bit more resting and comfort. It's not abnormal to be slightly more bloated, hold on to more water, and you know experience constipation. And due to those things, your body image might not be the best during this time. So yeah, that's where I am right now.、Um, this is kind of like your body being in winter. It wants to hibernate. It doesn't feel super sociable.、Um, so in the past, I would literally be like, "Oh, here we go again. Let's like just get through this real quick." I would hide in baggier clothes and just like hide in general. Um, not literally, but I'm not on Instagram stories. I'm not really talking to friends. I'm kind of just like feeling sorry for myself. And what is really amazing、um, after having been brain rewiring is that I feel fine. I don't mind being in my luteal phase. I'm like, this is just my body going through its own process and. You know, like is what it is, and I'm not going to hide from the world. And I usually will be so bloated at this time of the month, but I wasn't. And on top of that, I ate so much Chipotle for dinner the night before, and it was late too, at like eight thirty, nine o'clock, which is pretty late for dinner for most people.、Um, but I love it. I get so much more enjoyment. When I eat it like later during the day, I digest so much better. It probably has a little bit to do with my human design digestive type, which is indirect light. Back in the day, when I first started learning about nutrition, everything I learned was to eat dinner early, like eat a small dinner at like five thirty, six p.m. And I tried that for many years. I know it works for a lot of people, and it did work for me. I didn't feel bad, but I kind of felt just unsatisfied. Like I didn't look forward to dinner, and because I felt unsatisfied, I would not eat mindfully, and later on be binging on sweets or cookies, just having a fuck it moment. Like you know, I need some comfort. I don't want my food to just be fuel. I want to. Feel fulfilled by my food, not that food is the only way I feel fulfilled. But I want it to bring me warmth and joy. Food is emotional, so that's a little bit about my digestive type. If you haven't looked up your human design digestive type, I highly recommend it. I don't live my life by it. I just think it's fun to maybe play with it and experiment with it. I think it's definitely helped me. Absorb food and get more out of my food.、Um, it also has to do with how you digest information, how you digest the world. So it's fun stuff. But going back to the big Chipotle dinner, people are like, "So how big is big?" Like you probably had a salad. I did have a salad. I had a barbacoa salad, but with double the protein, double the cheese, sour cream, guac. Salsa, yeah, I think that's it. But it was massive, and when I see people eat like a salad bowl from Chipotle, I'm like, how do you not finish the whole thing at once?、Um, so I definitely 
don't have a small appetite. It's not always big. But when I say I ate a lot, I'm not kidding at all. So yeah, I ate a massive dinner late. And I was deep in my luteal phase, still am. And my tummy was flat. And I felt great. And that was just like such a big win moment for me personally. Up until end of March this year, I struggled with bloat so much. And like if I had a meal like that, I'll be bloated for days. And it will be so stressful. Honestly, like being bloated is not fun. Like you feel heavy and it's uncomfortable. It's like you're pregnant with air. Um, and you just don't feel very magnetic. You don't really, you're not really dying to show up uh, on social media or like go meet new people or feel like you want to try new things. It sucks. And it was constant. I remember it started end of 2018. So that's more than three years of dealing with bloating. I have a separate episode in which I talk more about energetic causes of weight gain, holding on to weight and bloating. I will link it in the show notes. This one is actually a fan favorite. So if you haven't checked that out, definitely do. Um, going back to everything is energy, which we have talked about again and again and again. You're probably like, oh, she's saying that again. Um, how you do one thing bleeds into how you do everything else. Our relationship with ourselves, with food, with our bodies, with money say a lot about us. And all of those topics have so much to do with our self-worth and well-being but they also tend to be highly charged. Like if those topics were so important, why do we feel uncomfortable talking about them? Um, we technically know like everybody goes through it, like everybody has their own challenges, but like sometimes it's just tempting to look at somebody's life and be like, oh, they've got it together. And it's hard to open up to a friend who you think have a perfect life and be like, I really struggle with my body. And it's like, what would they think of me if they knew that's how I feel about myself? So with this topic, health and body image is complicated. I know a lot of people want to lose weight, want to maybe change their body in some way in order to feel more confident but they also don't feel comfortable admitting it. So they do it in secret instead of asking for help. And sometimes those things escalate really quickly. It becomes an exercise obsession over exercising, eating disorders, that kind of thing. Yeah, so there are many layers to this topic. But I want to point out when we do things secretly, it can become a source of shame. If you are familiar with the concept of shadow work, it becomes like something we hide about ourselves and depends on how severe this is. Um, it can really be devastating to your self-esteem, how you show up in the world. You are essentially like hiding a part of yourself from other people. So when you are not being 100% authentically you, not saying you have to share your whole life, but that can be really damaging to your connections. When we hide a part of ourselves from the world, we probably are also hiding that part of ourselves from ourselves, which sounds ridiculous, but um, 
Actually, I was watching the movie Black Swan. Such a good movie.、Um, kind of a thriller, but like, if you don't understand the shadow self, watch Black Swan.、Um, obviously, that is like more of an extreme example, but I think it highlights pretty well. Like, we all have a quote unquote dark side that is dying to be acknowledged. Like, it's not bad, but we have labeled it as bad. And actually, like by trying to hide it, we're doing more harm than good. So definitely watch that movie if you haven't. It came out in 2010. So when I first saw it, I just thought, oh, it's really cool.、Um, it was entertaining. But when I saw it like the other day, I was like, oh my god, this is what it's about. So highly recommend it. All right, let's actually talk about what I want to share in this episode. Five ways that brain rewiring helped me develop healthier body image and improve my health. So number one, my body knows how to heal itself. My body is always trying to bring me back to homeostasis, which is the state of balance. So an example is when you eat a piece of candy and your blood sugar. Goes up really quickly. It's not going to stay there. It's not good for you to have elevated blood glucose levels. So your body has its own mechanisms to bring it back down to a healthy place. So, like this is a really simple example.、Um, so if I know that my body knows how to heal itself, it has its innate intelligence.、Um, That means I'm not the only one who needs to be in control. It's almost like I am my own consciousness, and my body has its own consciousness, and we are working together. And my partner in crime, my ride or die, like literally, knows what to do to keep me healthy. I'm primed to feel balanced, energetic, lean, and healthy. Again, your body is not you; is an extension of you. See it as like a separate entity. Talk to it. Also, like, how does your body communicate with you? Have you ever like taken a moment to just tune in? Think like during the times of stress back in the day when you were in school studying for finals, or you went through a breakup. Do you gain weight or do you lose weight? I feel like everyone has like. Their trigger thing, like a warning sign from the universe telling you to evaluate your life. Sometimes you know we just kind of go about our day to day and we justify things that are bothering us. We're like, oh, you know, I'm fine, or it's nothing. Like everything's fine.、Um, when we get this warning sign that's very loud and clear, for example, like some people, their thing is hair loss. For some other people, that's acne. For me, when I, when I'm like out of alignment in some way, and the universe wants me to pay attention,、um, I get terrible bloating, like I mentioned before. And if it stays unresolved, it becomes horrible bloating and weight gain. Like I kid you not, I would be in so much pain, and I would like kind of just curl up in a ball. On the couch and just again feel sorry for myself. I'll feel so unmotivated, so uninspired because well, I feel just like 
heavy inside and out. It's almost like I'm wearing a fat suit when I'm like completely out of alignment, and、um, that's just me. For some of us, our trigger thing is physical, not always. So that is one way your body communicates with you. I want you to think about other ways as well. Like there are so many lifestyle diets out there, different ways of working out, and is kind of overwhelming.、Um, sometimes we do need to try different things before we find something we want to stick with for a while. I'll share a personal example. So, end of twenty twenty, early twenty twenty one, I was getting pretty serious about developing my intuition. I was considering becoming an energy healer, getting attuned to a high, which I do a lot of now. But I was kind of listening to everyone. But myself, I didn't have the relationship I have now with my body. I basically, like, I thought I trusted myself, but looking back at it now, I, I was definitely putting people on pedestals, and it's pretty common in the spiritual space that people are plant-based, raw vegan,、uh, that kind of thing, and. That is totally not for me, and I thought I had to eat that way in order to tap into my intuition. And I can tell you that is definitely not true. You can be a carnivore and be super intuitive. When I was trying to eat vegan, I did not enjoy my meals. I was really scattered, and I was always bloated. So that was obviously my body saying, "We don't like this." Um, so obviously, there's something to be said about giving something a chance for long enough. But again, see your body as a separate entity. Your body is not you. You are not your body. Your body is an extension of you. Just like if you have a child, you're not going to be like, "This child is me, and I have to control this child." You'll be like, "Hey, like, what do you want to do? What do you feel interested in? What feels good and supportive for you?" So, kind of see your body that way really, really helps with、uh, improving your body image. Again, your body is always striving to get back to homeostasis, which is a state of balance. And you can always journal on like. If you are getting a symptom that is uncomfortable or annoying, kind of tune into like why. So ask your body why and ask it how can I support you. The second way that brain rewiring helped me with improving my health and body image is understanding that your body is the physical manifestation of your thoughts, beliefs, actions, and how you take care of and treat yourself. If your body is a reflection of you, again, your body is not you; is an extension of you. What does it say about you? So I really wish I understood this concept sooner. Generally, we all have a healthy range when it comes to weight, and I know that weight is not everything. But for the simplicity of this podcast, let's just say, okay, we all have a healthy weight range. This is where we can easily maintain our weight.、Um, this is like you just living generally healthy. You can have fun here and there, and you can easily stay in this range.、Um, and then we have our stretch range, where we can get to if we spend more effort, we're more disciplined, we push ourselves a little harder. Since 
early 2019 until literally last month, so like spring of 2022, I had been 10 pounds above my healthy range. And I'm not like a tall person, so it definitely showed. It was extremely uncomfortable. Like for three years, I felt like I was not myself. I'm supposed to be this young and fabulous person, but why did I feel like everything but? I felt like this bitter, exhausted mother who was picking up after people. I felt like I was just weighed down, like I was wearing like a fat suit almost. And just circling back to brain rewiring, one exercise that I love getting people to do is identify this higher version of yourself who is more authentic, magnetic, has unshakable self worth, super confident. How does this version of you live your life? Like, what does this person do for fun? How does this person dress? Was their morning beverage? Was their morning routine? Like, once you have that list, compare it to how you currently live your life. I'm by no means saying one is better than the other, but we start to embody this. Future self. The more we think, act, and live like them, it really is that simple. Pick one thing you can start incorporating today and see what opens up for you. So,、uh, when I did this exercise, I realized I was so far away from like my higher self or like this better, cooler version of myself. Like I was always like rushed. And I was putting other people's priorities above my own, and I would only attend to myself after everybody was taken care of, and that's why I felt like this exhausted mother. And because I had really poor boundaries for a very long time, I was holding on to emotions for other people. I didn't leave space for myself. I wasn't spending time and energy to process my own emotions, so all that energy was just like I was just holding on to them. And again, you can refer to the other episode about energetic weight. I talk more about this in more detail in that episode. But yeah, I was not living like this version of myself who was like young and fabulous. When I thought about what this version of myself would do, she would. Have a long nighttime routine. She will fill her cup before she attend to other people's business. And a huge expander around body and body image self care is Melissa Wood Tapperberg, who is the creator of Melissa Wood Health. And I'll tell you what: when I first found her, this is like. Early 2020, when you know, like March, so I was super triggered、um, because people couldn't work out at studios and gyms anymore. She kind of had a moment.、Um, everybody was starting to stream workouts online, and that's when I found her and I started doing her workouts.、Um, I was super triggered. I was like, "How dare she have workouts that are this short, like 15, 20 minutes?" Is they're not hard, but if you do the exercises mindfully, properly, intentionally, you can get a really good burn. But I was like, how dare she use no weights, 
uh, have like 15-minute workouts and get results. Like this is unheard of. I was like, okay, she must be like super privileged and has good genetics, which are true, by the way. I think they definitely play a part. But I think people jump into conclusions too quickly sometimes. Like, yes, she has the means to get treatments like massages, colonics and stuff. But she also shares a lot of things that people can just do that are also effective, like paying $10 for a streaming Pilates, Pilates streaming platform. Like that's, that's pretty nominal. Um, dry brushing, that is really easy to do. So Melissa has been a huge expander in helping me realize that getting into shape can be easy. Before, I was like, okay, I need to work out an hour each day, five days, six days a week in order to feel like I'm doing something, I'm doing enough. But now I'm like, no, 20 minutes of Pilates a day and some walking, I'm good. And because it's only 20 minutes, I don't dread my exercise. I don't see this as like this annoying thing I have to do. I actually look forward to it. I now find so much joy in taking care of myself and the more I do it, the more my body feels safe and supported and the more harmonious my relationship with my body becomes. I'm like basically cultivating self-love by taking consistent action. I hear a lot of women make it a goal to love themselves unconditionally, love their bodies unconditionally. And it is almost like too big of a goal. Like if you just don't, then you just don't. It's like you have to respect yourself first before you love yourself. It's like, let that be a stepping stone, like a really important stepping stone. My favorite thing to do right now at night is literally doing lymphatic drainage on myself is really easy to do. I find a lot of joy doing it and I genuinely look forward to it. So I'll just tell you, I don't like doing skincare stuff. Like I do the minimal and I outsource that. Like once a month or something, I'll have somebody do it for me. So if you want to take action in cultivating body love, healthier body image, start by taking action doing things that you enjoy out of respect for yourself. Okay, number three. I now believe that more effort does not equal better results. And I feel like we all know that on some level, but it is a hard pill to swallow sometimes. I feel like a lot of people in my generation have parents who kind of wanted to make them feel like they were not doing enough, hoping to motivate them that way so they can like work harder and like become better or something. So it's kind of like negative reinforcement. So as an adult, you're, or like as a teenager, as a young adult, as like a real adult, you're like, oh, more is better. If I'm not seeing the results I want, let's either keto harder or fast for longer or exercise more. I went through a period where I was over-exercising. I would work out twice a day, six times a week, and I was really diligent about my food, like over-controlling it and stressing out about it all the time. 
I really believe that exercising and eating healthy are super important to your well-being, but just because they are good for us doesn't mean like that's all you focus on. And that's all I was focusing on. Like, oh, have a problem in my life. I'll go work out and I'll feel better afterwards. It was symptom management. I wasn't dealing with the shit that needed to be dealt with. I'll say a lot of people have shitty body image and hold on to weight or aren't happy with their bodies. Maybe they're too skinny. Maybe they lose too much weight when they're stressed out. We don't just be unhappy with our bodies because of food and exercise, right? So there are invisible things that we need to deal with like feelings and stress, boundaries. So trying to treat those deeper issues with food and exercise, you're basically pushing away the problem. One thing I really want to emphasize is that I hear many, many people say that working out is their therapy. And I totally understand where they're coming from. I also love movement. It's a good thing to move your body regularly. Like a lot of people sit too much these days, but it is not therapy, period. If you have something that bothers you a lot, exercise can help you cope. But if you think you can exercise your way out of it, then you are wrongly mistaken. I want to make it very clear. I am telling you, there was a time when I worked out twice a day, right? Sometimes like even back to back is easy to justify. Oh, but exercise is good for me. It releases endorphins. But deep down, I knew I was avoiding being with myself. I would wake up at 5.30am, work out at 6am, get to work after, work out again after work. I did that so I could use my time up being quote unquote productive. Oh my god, like I avoided my own thoughts because I knew if I looked at them, I would need to make changes that were scary as fuck. Specifically, this is when I had started my business as a side hustle. Working on the business was uncomfortable. Like, oh, I need to all of a sudden put myself out there. I have to make CEO decisions. It's all on me now. Instead of doing that, I would rather go do a workout because that was easier. Um, I was also in a partnership back then. And like every couple, there were things we needed to confront and work on. But you know, I think I'm going to go work out instead of dealing with those issues. I'll just avoid my partner and see what happens. Um, maybe the endorphins will help. I mean, again, like I think working out can improve our mental health, but there is just one piece of the puzzle. So whether someone has body composition goals or not, I see a lot of people avoid dealing with their problems and hyper focus on something they can control. And that often is exercise or food. And you are the only one who knows if you are escaping from something through exercise or controlling your diet. And I'll tell you, being honest with yourself and being direct with what you're dealing with is the most loving thing to do for yourself. 
I swear it takes a really strong person to be like, my job is not working out for me. This career is not working out. I need to make a shift. Or my partnership is working out. I need to do something about it. Maybe we need to see therapy. Maybe we need to take a break. So it takes balls. So yeah, like I was over exercising, hoping my problems would just fix themselves. And it's almost like the universe was like, okay, I see what you're doing and it's not going to happen. So it almost like forced me into dealing with it. I literally was going hardcore with my exercise and food. And all of a sudden I was just so burnt out. Like I wanted to go exercise, but I literally could not get myself out of bed and I just couldn't do it. For several months, I did nothing physical. This is when I gained the extra 10 pounds and I just felt really hopeless. Like what the heck is going on? Like, yeah, I wasn't really exercising as much, but I wasn't eating more. I was like, okay, um, what the hell is happening? And everything I tried, just nothing responded the way I wanted to. It felt like everything I do was not working. Like there was nobody who could help me. And this is thinking back, this is when I first found energy healing. This is around the time when I got my first ever Reiki session. Um, I didn't feel anything during the session. Um, I don't work with that healer at all anymore. But it was like, just the door was opening for me. This is when I found manifestation, subconscious work, I was like, okay, um, I was trying to figure out how to lose this extra 10 pounds. But it's taking me somewhere completely different. And again, like thinking back on it now, it all makes sense. You know, reaching body composition goals, looking good are great. Like we all want that, but this is not your life's purpose. Um, this is not your whole life. Like you have better things to do. I almost feel like there's such a big market for diet and fitness because it keeps people distracted and it keeps you running around in circles instead of dealing with your emotions. You are just like, let me just get another workout in or focus on losing the next five pounds. Look, the things that are keeping you in poor body image, keeping you in a body size that you're not happy with, like yes, food and exercise play a part, but I would say what you really need to focus your energy on is the, is the emotions and your mental health and your relationships. Like there's just so much that goes on. And again, your body is a physical manifestation of what's going on in your life. And if you look into the mirror, what do you like? And what do you not like? And why is that? It's just a reflection. When I am focusing on myself, when I am releasing and processing emotions, taking really good care of myself, physically, mentally, emotionally, I look into the mirror and I feel like a million bucks. I walk down the street and I feel like hot shit. But the opposite is also true when I have been you know, like depleted, people pleasing, haven't slept well in days, have 
stuck emotion living in my body, I look into the mirror and I'm like, you look fucking horrible. Not to be mean, but it's like, you look like shit. You need to do something about it. Like from a loving place, I know it might sound really mean, but I personally like a good kick in the booty. And again, I think being honest from a loving place, even though it is triggering and maybe too direct, is the best thing I can do for myself. All right, number four. So I want to circle back to ease. Don't you want it to be easy for you to get in shape and stay in shape? Like, do you really want to spend so much effort and time on fitness and food? The answer is no, hopefully. I'll tell you what, everything started to shift for me when I made the firm decision that I am someone who has a healthy, balanced relationship with her body, with food, and with exercise. I decided my body is primed to be well and stay lean. I get results from doing 20 minutes of Pilates and walking. Like, do you know that your brain can send signals to the rest of your body? And there's a lot of real science behind what we believe about how our body works, having a significant impact on how our body responds. And I'll link a really good podcast episode from Huberman Lab, which talks about this topic in more depth. But it's like, you drink a 300 calorie milkshake, and you believe it is high calorie is satiating is very nutritious. And I drink the same 300 calorie milkshake. And I think this is like a diet shake. This is for weight loss. This is, you know, super low calorie and is a meal replacement. Like our bot to some extent, our body responds to the milkshake differently. Like for you thinking you're drinking a really nutritious milkshake that's going to fill you up for hours. It actually increases leptin, which is the hunger hormone that makes you feel satiated, full, satisfied. Like you can go hours and hours until your next meal. So me, on the other hand, thinking I just drink a low calorie diet shake, even though it's the same shit. I'm like, well, um, that was not very satiating. I respond to it differently. Like literally, I would be like maybe hungry in two hours and I start to have cravings. So to some extent, your body does respond to your beliefs about what you're doing, what you're eating, what you're thinking. And it has to be realistic. Like I'm not telling anybody to go out and eat a big ass Sunday and convince themselves that they ate a bowl of broccoli. Like it doesn't work like that. And it doesn't have to be one way or the other. So again, this is where brain rewiring plays a really big role, shifting your beliefs around your body, what is able and not able to do, its ability to heal. This is a big one. I will tell you what. I thought for years, again, going back to my bloating issues, I will eat something and be like, okay, after I eat this, I'm going to be bloated. And there I was like three years ago. If I ate the same big ass Chipotle meal, I'll be bloated for the next three days. That's why like this whole thing is amazing to me. 
So building new beliefs around body, body image, health, it takes time and it can be really tricky. I'm not gonna lie. When it comes to brain rewiring certain things in my life, body and health were the hardest ones. And I think for a lot of people too, I feel like we're just so connected to our bodies. Like we literally live in it. We spend every single second of the day in it. And when we try something new, hoping it would work and it doesn't, or it's taking time, we can get really impatient and get frustrated really easily. And not to mention, there's so much junk out there about those topics, body image, health, weight gain, weight loss. And here's genuinely why I think. If you don't like your body the way it is right now, you don't have to accept it. You can change it. Do whatever the fuck you want with it. It's your body, you know? Like you're an adult, just be responsible. And forcing yourself to accept what you don't like, that is called settling. If you order something on Amazon and it comes and you're not satisfied with it, you're unhappy with it, you would just return it. You wouldn't be like, well, I should be grateful that I received this and I have this. Like that makes zero sense. So why would it be different when it comes to yourself? This is being radically responsible and honest with yourself. Like I'm the one who can make a difference here. I can make a change out of respect for myself. It is such a big energy drain when let's say 50% of you is like really excited to lose 10 pounds because you know you are just going to show up so differently in the world. You actually will feel like a more authentic version of you when you're 10 pounds lighter. But the other 50% of you is like, Oh, but that is not body positive. Like I shouldn't shame myself even though you're not. And I should just be grateful that I am healthy. And that bugs me so much. Like it bugs me when people confuse gratitude with settling. Like you can be grateful with what you have right now and strive for something better at the same time. When you're honest with what you want, you are directing energy where it needs to go. Like, this is what I want. I'm clear. Let's make it happen. Your manifestation is going to happen quickly and it's going to be potent. If you're being wishy-washy, like the universe is confused. The universe is like, um, okay, so do you want to lose 10 pounds or are you good here? Can you be more clear? Also, when it comes to changing your body, I want you to be very honest with yourself. I feel like I've said the word honest so many times, but I used to think I want to be a hundred pounds. This is like a long time ago, but when I started looking at it from a loving, respectful place, I realized I didn't want to be a hundred pounds. I thought about what my more magnetic, authentic, higher self looks like. And she's not a hundred pounds. She has definition. She is healthier looking like she's slim, but she's not like super skinny. I think when we approach manifesting body changes from this angle, it is way more authentic. And we kind of stay away from like 
becoming obsessive, comparing ourselves with others, kind of slipping to that wanting to change yourself in order to seek validation from others sort of place. So I think that is significant. All right, number five, you know, body image and health and body changes, like rewiring your brain around this is no walk in the park. Like I said before, this is like one of the hardest ones for me. Personally, it took years and I'm not saying it has to take years for you by any means, but realize this is a big one and it takes a lot of honesty and patience and commitment. Throughout the process, I had many moments where I went back to my old programming, like not just for moments, it could be weeks where I was like back in my old programming. It is crucial to subconsciously and consciously reinforce your new empowered beliefs around your body. It's really important to implement thought shifting in your practice. This is about catching your thoughts based on your old belief and consciously reframing and reinforcing your new updated empowered belief. So for example, when I was in Taiwan, like last month, I was eating a lot of dumplings and they were really good. Like if you are what you eat, I will be a dumpling. I started thinking, oh, this is a lot of refined, simple carbs. Like I'm for sure going to gain weight and be bloated after this dumpling. This is usually what would happen in the past. So I had to call myself out like, hey, you are looping on a limiting belief. Specifically, this is projecting the future based on the past. And you know what is so funny and crazy? It was such a big part of my identity that I just struggled with bloating. And as a kid, like my siblings and I, my parents, we would have tummy aches like all the time and just digestive issues in general. And my parents would be like, yeah, like, Everyone in the family has this is because our digestion is weak. And I took that on as a part of my identity. And when it comes to shifting and detaching from that identity, which is what I wanted, it also came with a little bit of an ego death. Like, all right, so if I'm someone with good digestion, what does that mean for me? That actually includes never using it as an excuse to take a day off or get out of something. And I used to do that. Like, let me tell you, sometimes we hold on to limited um, identities and limiting beliefs for really silly reasons. Anyways, back to the dumplings. So I was like, okay, I ate some dumplings. That's totally fine. Like, yes, there was refined flour and gluten, but there's also plenty of healthy protein. I chewed my food thoroughly, which is supportive for my digestion. I ate mindfully and I enjoyed eating with my family. So plenty of wins over here. And you know, what if I get bloated? Maybe I'll drink some apple cider vinegar water to support my digestion and balance out my blood sugar. And you know, when you're bloated, you're probably a little stressed. So maybe I'll take a few deep exhales. And if I find myself continue to 
think about the dumplings and the gluten and the bloating, then I'll journal on this for five minutes, which always helps. Like I swear to you, writing things down, writing down your thoughts when you're spiraling. It like almost gives you back your power. Like when you're just spiraling and thinking in your mind, you're like kind of feeling a little anxious. Like that emotion has control over you. But when you start to write it down, you have control over the emotion. So when it comes to thought shifting, it does take. One to step into the shoes of a lawyer and look at the facts. Like, is it all bad? Was eating a few dumplings really going to fuck me up so badly? Maybe I could do something about that. And when I looked at it, I had generally a really good experience enjoying delicious food with people I love. And also leaning back into trust. Like okay, if I'm someone who trusts her body, how will I react? Like if I trust that my body can get me back to homeostasis, it knows what to do. Then I will just take the easy chair and let it do its thing. And worst comes to worst, I get bloated, but eventually it will go away. It's kind of like you get a bad haircut, maybe it's too short, but your hair will just grow back anyways. So in this scenario. I noticed that stressful thoughts were creeping up. I acknowledged them instead of shy away from them, and coached myself through it from a place of I'm in control of my emotions. So again, thought shifting is a huge part of the brain rewiring process. We are working with the conscious and the subconscious. Thought shifting is more like mindset work. It helps us. Have better clarity in what is happening. We are reframing situations in the moment. So, like again, in this silly example, I can immediately get myself back to neutrality. I'm not dwelling on, oh my god, I ate gluten and I'm gonna be bloated forever. Okay, so I talked about the five ways that brain rewiring has helped me improve my health and body image. This episode is now fifty minutes long, and we can do a part two. But I would love to hear what your thoughts are on this topic. Again, like my intention is to share and educate and support.、Um, if body image and health are really big challenges for you, just listening to a podcast is not going to solve your problem. So I highly encourage you reach out for support one way or another. If you want to talk about this more in the DMs in a one-on-one safe setting, definitely reach out. I would love to chat. If you enjoy this episode, again, I'm just sharing my own process and my own experience. Then, great. I would love to address some listener questions since I did two polls on Instagram. Most. Of them were addressed throughout the episode, but I will pick three to talk about further. So, number one, how does it realistically feel like to have a healthy body image? I love this question. I'll share a funny story. So, two weeks ago, I was tidying up my closet, and it is ridiculous how much black. Clothing I own, and 
I accumulated them throughout the years, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, were you going to a funeral every day? These clothing were accumulated throughout the years, and even though I was at a lower weight back then, I still struggle with really poor body image. So, you know, no matter what way you're at, how, how much body fat percentage you have, we can all struggle with poor body image. So just wanted to put that out there, even though you probably already know. But what I realized was I bought clothes for years. I bought clothes in order to hide my body. I rarely ever bought clothes because I thought they looked great on me. Like for years, that was the case. And it's really sad. When you have healthy body image or you're making progress, like it's on an upward trajectory, you'll notice that you look at yourself or you talk to yourself either with more love and respect or neutrality. Either way, you'll notice that the negative self-talk like picking yourself apart kind of falls away. And for me, having healthier body image honestly feels like freedom. For some time, like actually like three years, I hated getting dressed. Like I would look at my closet, I'm like, I don't want to wear any of it. But when I would go clothes shopping, I also wasn't excited. So I was kind of just stuck. Um, when my body image started to improve, it's like I like myself more and liking your body is a big part of liking yourself. Um, I want to dress her up more. I want to decorate her and show her off. But a good indication is noticing that you don't want to pick yourself apart or you might start, but then you catch yourself and you're like, okay, what are we doing? Um, so I would look for those as good signs. Okay, one, okay, I will do two more questions. So how long did you struggle with poor body image? Um, I would say it started to become a thing since age 16. And I didn't know that was a thing. I thought everybody just picked themselves apart. Everyone's always striving to look different. Um, if you liked yourself, like the way you look, that's like narcissistic. And it just got worse over the years. I would say it got really bad um, 2019 through 2021. So that's a fucking long time. I do think if I had found someone who talked about this stuff in a way that landed with me, then it wouldn't have dragged on for so long, but I'm not like mad about it. Um, I will say there was a time when I was like, well, I guess this is just something I have to deal with for the rest of my life. I didn't think having healthy body image was at all possible. Like I thought, oh, everyone who says they do, they're just lying. And I think, of course, like there will be days that you're just like, oh, I'm not feeling my best, especially like in your deep luteal phase, you're just like, I'm a little bloated and you just don't feel 100%. That's totally normal. But when I have that now, I know that it's temporary. And I really do think like if I can get to this healthy place with my body image, 
anybody can. Honestly, somebody asked, "Can you share your diet?" Yes, I can. I also want to point out, what you eat is one thing. Your body image is another. The way somebody physically looks is not just due to their diet. I think we are all clear on that by now.、Um, so, is so many things: is emotions, relationships, work, career, finances, all the things. But, anyways, going back to my diet. What a big topic! So I actually tried to record content on this last night, and I was like, "This is not useful for anybody."、Um, my voice definitely sounds different because it is the next morning. So instead of sharing kind of what I eat in a day, I'm going to share things I do, guidelines I follow that has really been helpful. So following my human design digestion. When I say follow, I don't live my life by it, but learning that my digestive type is indirect light, meaning evening eating, helped me kind of get more enjoyment out of my food. So I can eat the same dish that tastes good to me. I enjoy it so much more when I eat it at the right times in the right environment. So digestive types is not just what you eat; it is also how you eat it. Um, so that, along with leaning into my human design cognition, this is like a more nuanced piece. So your cognition can be smell, taste, feeling, inner vision, outer vision. There are like six different ones you can be. My cognition is feeling. So if I go out to a restaurant. I can be served something very mediocre, but if the vibes are great, then I'm having a great experience. In contrast, you can serve me something really well made, but if the restaurant is just not a vibe, it's messy, it's smelly, it's really loud, in not a good way, then the food won't. I won't find enjoyment out of the food. So、um, eating for me is like a whole experience. This has been tremendously helpful in terms of improving my relationship with food, and obviously digestion, and therefore bleeds into body image. In terms of what I actually consume, I drink a lot of water every single day, at least two liters with electrolytes, specifically the Element packets.、Um, those are delicious if you haven't tried it. I find that I have way more sustainable energy. And because my electrolytes are balanced, my cravings for processed foods, sugary foods, is basically non-existent. When it comes to food, food, I'm definitely more of a savory person. For the most part, I stick to a whole foods-based diet. I don't really subscribe to a specific lifestyle diet, but it does lean mostly paleo. So. Meats and veggies, for the most part, I love cooking with olive oil or grass-fed butter. So either one of those, like a lot of those, with lots of salt and pepper. I swear, I'm addicted to salt and pepper. I by no means am ketogenic. I've never measured my ketones, but it really works well for me to add like a decent chunk of healthy fats. It just makes the meal feel very luxurious. Again, going back to that. 
cognition piece, and it just feels very abundant. Going back to the indirect light digestion, it doesn't mean I don't eat anything during the day. Generally, I'm not that hungry early in the morning, so I have like a smoothie for lunch, which is like loaded, by the way, with like all the goods, protein, fat, fiber, and greens, um, and that. Actually, it's like a meal. It's like solid, like four or five hundred calories, but I can digest really quickly, and I feel energetic throughout the afternoon until dinner. I'm a big fan of blood sugar balance. I think it's so important when it comes to nourishing your body the right way. And I thrive on high protein, moderate fat, but some people do well with higher carb. I highly, highly, highly recommend using a continuous glucose monitor for a month or so in order to find out what works for you and treat it as an experiment. You don't have to wear it forever, but just knowing what works for me really helped me improve my relationship with food. Okay, I need to go get ready to go to Las Vegas. If you haven't heard. I am hosting weekly brain rewiring live workshops on Zoom on Thursdays. This series of brain rewiring workshops is called Limitless. This is your roadmap to crushing your limiting beliefs and step into true empowerment. I am sharing everything I wish I knew before I started the brain rewiring process. Brain rewiring is a big topic. You might hear people talk about it here and there, and you just need someone to like digest it for you in a way that's very actionable and digestible. So this is what Limitless is for. So keep an eye out for when the next live event is available for registration. I would love to see you there if you are serious about your self development journey. You want to connect with like minded beings. This is where you want to be. By joining live, you'll be entered to win one of three juicy prizes, and they are so good. The best part is you get to receive free coaching. We're getting to everyone who attends live, so you really want to be there. That's all for this week's episode. Again, my DMs are open. If you want a safe space to chat about health, body image, and everything we talked about today. <laughs>